Welcome back to Co-op Energy Talk. I'm your host, Rachel Johnson. I'm the member relations manager here at Cherryland Electric Cooperative. And you are listening to the board meeting brief for our Monday, April 25th board meeting. Here are seven items of note from that board meeting. And this is a little bit of a long one, so stick with me because it's all really good stuff. Uh, The first thing that our board did and that they do every April is the board invites candidates for the upcoming board elections to join them. It's just an opportunity for those candidates to ask questions, get to know the board better, understand the work the board does, and the time commitment. This month, Vicki Olson and Dean Adams joined the board for their meeting. Both Vicki and Dean are running to serve as at-large board members. In addition, uh, incumbents Melinda Lautner and Valerie Handy will be on the ballot this year. The elections open May 2nd. You can vote online by logging into your Smart Hub account or by mail-in ballot with the ballot you will receive in the May issue of Country Lines, which you should also receive sometime around May 2nd. Uh, you can check out cherrylandelectric.coop forward slash elections for details on this election how to vote, and also for candidate bios and information about the bylaw changes that are on the ballot this year. In addition to meeting the candidates, the board appointed five Cherryland members to our election and credentials committee to oversee the election once it opens. If you have questions about that process, that is clearly outlined in our bylaws, but uh, just a kind of a few things to note, these five volunteer Cherryland members cannot have any relationship to anyone who's on the ballot, anyone who's on the board, or any Cherryland employees, and they're just there to make sure that our election is overseen with the utmost integrity. The second thing the board did at their meeting this month is approve new construction fees and line extension policies. This is an ongoing project, and I updated you all on this last month. We'll have more details regarding the specifics of this policy on our website, but just to kind of briefly explain it. The new fees more accurately represent our costs. And as many of you know, I'm sure our costs have changed a lot and have gone up a lot. The new fees are also significantly simpler than our old fee structure, which should make it easier for our members to kind of ballpark estimate their project so they can decide whether it's something they want to move forward with from an engineering perspective. Uh, Unlike our old policy, our new policy is built on the assumption that all new service and line extensions will be installed underground. So our old policy used to assume overhead and then we would charge a premium for underground. But what we found over time is that about 95% of our new line extension projects are underground anyway. So we went ahead and just built that into the model. Uh, Members will get the first 100 feet free. And then anything over that 100 feet is a cost of $6 per foot after. So it's a really simple policy, a significant improvement over our old policy. And like I said, we'll have more details on that on our website. Third item on our in our board meeting this month was the cooperative CFO updated the board on our power supply cost, which will come as no surprise to all of you, have been very volatile and over the last few months, maybe a little bit over budget. Um, but what we're seeing is really more stability and that allowed us to decrease our power supply cost recovery mechanism or PSCR last month. We went from eight mils to four mils. And in his update to our board this month, our CFO indicated that we believe we may be able to offer additional decreases in the near future, likely sometime this summer. So we'll continue to monitor that and update you as it proceeds. A fourth item of note from the board meeting, I updated our board on our collections processes as we resume our normal disconnect policies and end our winter disconnect moratorium. Cherryland does not disconnect members for non-pay between November 1st and April 15th. So we're kind of getting back into our normal processes. Our member services team has been working with members on payment arrangements and energy assistance applications. In addition to that, we recently became a MyHalf partner, which allows our members to qualify for additional energy assistance through the Northwest Michigan Community Action Agency. Uh, Cherryland's normal monthly disconnect policies will be in effect now through October. The fifth item on our board agenda this month, the board received 
received an update on cybersecurity issues, which for those of you who are um, avid podcast listeners, we recently did a podcast on cybersecurity. And our IT administrator this month reported that cooperatives across the country are seeing an uptick in ransomware attacks. He gave you know, just kind of some details about what to look out for. And he noted that our employees have been very diligent in thwarting phishing attacks, but he you know, just kind of reminded our board and, and we'll continue to remind our employees to continue to be very vigilant. Uh, sixth, as I mentioned last month, the cooperative received a clean audit for 2021. So that at this month's meeting, the board formally voted to allocate our 2021 margins to our members. Our total margins were $4,550,650, so a little over $4.5 million. And members will see their proportionate share of those margins on their June electric bill. Just a, a quick reminder, the allocation is a notice. The actual return of capital credits, so kind of a cash credit on your bill, happens later in the year. And if you have any questions about the capital credit process, you should check out our Capital Credit 101 podcast from last December. And the final item of note at this month's board meeting, the board received updates from the recent Wolverine Power Cooperative and Michigan Electric Cooperative Association board meetings. Wolverine continues to experience record sales corresponding with an increased demand for electricity in the rural areas served by the cooperatives. And this just seems to be consistent growth in the demand for electricity in rural areas. Uh, And then the Michigan Electric Cooperative Association has chosen uh, Cherry Director Gabe Schneider to serve as their vice chair, and they are also analyzing and preparing for future advocacy opportunities as the Michigan legislature considers the governor's Michigan Healthy Climate Plan, which was uh, formally announced last week. Um, I'm sure we'll talk in more depth about that particular policy initiative in future podcasts. I won't get into the details here, but just uh, Mecca is monitoring it and that Gabe will be uh, very involved with that as the vice chair of the Mecca board. So that was kind of the highlights from our most recent board meeting. Uh, Chairland's board of directors will meet again on Monday, May 23rd. Just a quick reminder, members are always invited to come in and give input to the board at the those meetings. Just let us know in advance. We'll make sure we are ready for you. And uh, be sure to tune in after that meeting for our next Co-op Energy Talk board meeting brief. 